when God elevates your spirit, man, the body has to fall in line. And now for There's a Shifting in Your Atmosphere. Favor and flow. Thank you for joining us here today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sister, <laughs> you need the word. Turn with me quickly, amen, to Genesis 12, verse 1 through 5. That will be our main scripture. For this morning, Second Chronicles as well, amen, fifth chapter, 13th verse, Proverbs 12th chapter, just put 10 points, and Psalms 84, and I may not get to it all, but amen, you can reference it at a later time. And the King James Version reads Genesis 12th chapter, verse 1 through 5. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered. And the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. The New Living Translation reads a little bit different. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. Why did he say father's family? Leave them and go away to a land I will show you. I will make you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew Lot and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. Leave your family and go to a place I will show you. Second Chronicles 5th chapter, verse 13 In unison, when the trumpeters and singers were to make themselves heard with one voice, praising and thanking the Lord, and when they raised their voices, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and other instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, 
for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. That's the glory. The glory cloud. So that the priest could not remain standing to minister because of the cloud for the glory and presence and brilliance of the Lord filled the house of God. Proverbs 12, a good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises evil. And Psalms 84, chapter 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. Amen. Let me just pause. Amen. Amen. To acknowledge, amen, the shepherd of this house. Amen. Our pastor. Amen. In his absence. Amen. Just give him a quick hand of praise. Amen. For his absence. We thank God for him, Pastor Charles, amen, my brothers, amen, Pastor James, who was absent on this morning, amen, we thank God for them and giving them traveling mercy on this morning, amen, if I would take for more topic, brief topic for this morning, amen, I probably won't make it through all of this, there's a shifting in the atmosphere, there's a shifting in the atmosphere, and I need you to make it personal. There's a shifting in your atmosphere. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. There's a shifting in my atmosphere. And for a subtopic on this morning, we're just going to touch on favor and flow. Favor and flow. How many of you know that favor is not always fair. But I don't know about you, but I don't care if it's not fair. The favor of the Lord is upon me and I rejoice each and every day. I want each and every person in here to have favor with God. But my favor may not be fair to you. Your favor may not be fair to me, but it's not supposed to be. It's that interpersonal and personal relationship with God that brings about that favor. The word shift means to move or to cause something or someone to move to a different place or position. In the book of Genesis, that 12th chapter, we find that God was doing a shifting in Abram's atmosphere. We find that before God shifted Abram's situation, he was in a place of penury and poverty. Well, prophet, what does penury mean? He was in a place of an extreme poverty-stricken, destitute state. Penury can refer to penitentiary. When you're broken and you don't have a dime, you don't control your outcome because your resources are destitute. Some know the old saying, he didn't have a pot to piss in. Yeah. 
and a window to throw it out of. He was lacking money. He was lacking resources. But God saw something in Abram that caused him to want to change his misfortune to fortune. God changed even his very name from Abram to Abraham. And Abram meant exalted father, but Abraham meant father of multitudes. Look at your name and say, neighbor, what does God see in you? Does he see someone he can trust? Does he see someone that he wants to shift your atmosphere, change your position? Does he see someone that he wants to pour out his favor upon? See, in Abram's situation, he wasn't rich. He wasn't wealthy. He wasn't a well-spoken, well-dressed man. He was impoverished. The things he had belongs to his father's house. It wasn't his own thing. But God used him. Tell your neighbor, God used me. God looked at Abraham's heart and saw it was good. Psalms 51 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away of thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me, glory to God, with thy free spirit. See, the blessings are laid up for the just how many just people I have in this house? Your blessings are already laid. They are laid out at the table. All you got to do is feast. The songwriter says, come on in where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. How many of you ready to feast? See, the Jewish religion, the Feast of Tabernacles is next month. It's time for us to feast. It's time for you to claim and sit down at the table of your blessing. Don't be weary and well-doing. Because I'm here to tell you the pressure is about to explode in this place. The pressure of blessings, it's like a rain cloud that's full. And it's just waiting on that one millimeter of pressure. That one piece of precious small touch from God to burst open and pour out blessings upon you. The pressure is about to explode in your lives. The blessings are about to explode in your lives. The miracles are about to explode in your lives. Signs and wonders are about to erupt and manifest in your lives. Look at neighbor and say, neighbor, it's about to erupt in here. The doors are about to swing open. Pastor spoke about that last week, and I was sitting, and I heard him say it, and God has showed me doors opening. 
that no man can close. Doors swinging open. Locked doors opening that you know you locked. Swinging back open. Because the Holy Spirit is ushering in. And see, it's because of your praises. The vibration of your praises for the last several months here at the Ark, I've been feeling in other places, your praises are different. Some of you have gotten to the place that you don't even care anymore what people think of you when you're praising them. This is your opportunity during the praise service to just take time and thank God. Not even caring about your neighbor and what they're doing, but thanking God. And he's vibrating in you. He's vibrating in you. He's moving in you. And sometimes when there's a shifting in the atmosphere, when it's a God shift, it can seem like chaos is all around you. You may even feel or appear or believe that it's a setback. But when God finished shifting, you begin to understand that he was merely forging you and toughening you. Sometimes, if you grew up like me, when you were a child, you did wrong. I know some of you think y'all never did anything wrong. (laughs) But sometimes when you were a child, you did wrong and your dad may have jacked you up. Or your mama may have taken you by your coat. And pop you on your rear. They were toughening you. It wasn't about just making you feel pain, but it was making you realize what's coming. The days ahead where you can take somebody pricking you and not fall over. But God is toughening you. He was toughening you. Are you battle tested? When you are battle-tested and forged by the fire of the Holy Ghost, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is your second spiritual nugget. I gave you one early. Spiritual nugget number two, when God shifts you, he is shifting you into position for the promise you've been praying for. I'll say that again. Some of you didn't catch it. When God shifts you, he is shifting you into position for the promise you've been praying for. What have you been praying for? Ask yourself, what have you been praying for? Yes, you are praying, but are you seeking it? Meaning, are you making yourself available to him? Are you trusting what you're praying? See, sometimes we go through the motions and we pray, God, do this for me. God, send me a job. Send me a man. Send me a woman. I need a new car. I need a new house. How about praying for God to keep you and redeem you daily? Change your mindset. Because, see, once you change your mindset and pray for God to redeem you daily, he's going to pour out those other blessings upon you because he sees your heart. It's not about 
personal items. It's not about things that God has given you like Santa Claus on Christmas morning. But it's about you trusting him. God, just renew me daily. Renew me and refresh me daily. Make me feel you daily. It's just like a father here on earth or a mother here on earth when you don't come every day, each and every day. Some of us are grown and still doing it. Asking for something. May I have or can I have or give me or gimme is what we used to say. Gimme. But when you just go to your parent or your loved one and say, I love you. Can you pray for me? Can you pray with me? Can you pour out your wisdom upon me? As a parent, I know if my sons come to me or my daughters come to me and my grandchildren come to me and say, Dad, I love you. There's not much I won't do for them because it moves me. And I'm just flesh. I'm just a human. So think about what it does to God when you just come into him saying, God, refresh me and replenish me each and every day. He will give freely and you will earn his favor. Give God some praise. Unlike when God is shifting, there is something that is called cognitive shifting. And this is the mental process of consciously redirecting one's attention from one fixation to another. Ask your neighbor, what are you focused on? And what is your fixation? Some of, I won't even touch that much this morning. Some of you need to change your focus and your fixation. But Jesus said in John 15 and 7, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted to you. This is how you receive the favor of the Lord. By doing so and continuing to do so, you can begin to create a favor and flow of blessings upon you. See, I don't just want the favor, but I want a continuous flow of it. I don't want to be in and out of favor with God. I want a continuous stream of favor. Just think about it for one minute, one second. If that one thing that God did for you that you know you couldn't do for yourself, he repeated it on a daily basis. Where would you be? If he repeated it once a week, where would you be? If he repeated it once a month, where would, if he repeated it once a year? Because some of you feel like you've been in a drought for years and you're wondering where the favor is of God. Is he there? If he repeated it once a year, how far would that have taken you? God wants to shift in our atmosphere and cause the favor to continuously flow in our lives, but we have to be obedient to his word. We have to keep the favor flowing. By being obedient to his word and the things he has specifically told you to do. Not what he told me to do. We all have rules 
and laws to abide by and commandments that God has given to each and every one of us. But there are some specific things that he's implanted in each and every one of us to do. Are you doing what he has specifically told you to do? It's simple, but it's not easy. Nugget number three, obedience is better than sacrifice. In order to invoke the God shift, we have to worship him continuously. And in this atmospheric shift, it's not just the physical atmosphere that provides life to our physical bodies. It is the life-sustaining breath of God. But not only is God in your physical atmosphere, he is in your spiritual atmosphere. The songwriter says, this is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. How many of you want God to breathe on you? See, when we set the atmosphere and when God shifts the atmosphere, you should leave better than you came. When you come here each and every Sunday, you should not come here and leave the same way you came in the door. If you do something's wrong, you might need to check your meter because that's why we come to church, to come and commune with God, to come and commune with one another, and to come and be refreshed and renewed. We need to believe that God is doing even greater miracles than he did last week. God is not in a box. God can do greater works each and every time and each and every day in your lives. And it belongs to us. And I believe that we have ignited a fire with our praise and our worship, which has stirred God on his throne, which has allowed for him to move and work in the midst of us. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Keep praising and worshiping. This fire can't be extinguished because it's been ignited by your worship. This fire can't be extinguished and it can't be put out because it has been proved by the fire of the Holy Ghost. See, by our seeking after God's glory, when we're worshiping, that's what we're doing. We're invoking and we're seeking after his presence. When we're praising and worshiping, we're seeking after the master, the father, the creator. We're inviting him in. When we're seeking the Holy Ghost, it's inviting the glory of God that may be purged or purge our very beings. And become more Christ-like. Look at your neighbor again and say, neighbor, fan the flames. And though we can't obtain or touch his glory, just seeking after it and bending in the presence of it will change your very lives. So when you come in church on Sunday morning, praise and worship time, give him all you got. 
because it will take you through the whole week. The spoken word, the sermon message is important, but when you come in of church on Sunday morning and you join in with the fellowship of praisers and believers and you give God worship and praise, it will change your whole week. It will change your whole outcome for the week. It will change your circumstance for the week. We live in the present, so praise him on the daily. We don't live for the future. We live for the present. Our lives are for our present existence, not for any future existence. It's not for anything in the past, but for the present. So when you come to church, praise and worship him like never before. Increase your praise, increase your worship, and God will change your path for the week. Favor and flow will follow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will change even your very cellular structure. Exodus 34 says, chapter talks about Moses' encounter with God's glory caused his appearance to change. Some scholars say even his hair turned white. He was purified and purged by the fire just by looking and catching a shadow of his hind parts. How many of you want God to manifest himself like that in your life? See, when we set the atmosphere and when God shifts the atmosphere, you can't stay in the same position that you once were because you have to be elevated. He's elevating you in the spirit and he's manifesting it in the physical. When your spirit man is elevated, your physical man has to be elevated because we're spirit first. You're not flesh first, you're spirit first. So when God elevates your spirit man, the body has to fall in line. When he elevates your spiritual mindset, the body has to get in tune. When he heals and renews your spiritual mindset, your body has to be healed. There's no way around it. Your very beings begin to glow in the fire of the Lord. God begins to work through you and in you. There's no longer stagnation. You're no longer waddling in self-pity. You're no longer spinning your wheels like a hamster on a wheel. But you're moving and it's causing God to show you favor. And just quickly, I'll just give you some nuggets. Amen. I gave you a few, but I'll just give you a few nuggets on why you need to eat at the Favor and Flow Cafe. He's awakening your giftings. And I'm running out of time, but I want to give you these quickly. He's awakening your giftings. They've been sitting dormant in your lives. Each and every one of you have giftings. Number one, fast and pray for it. And that's verified by Esther 4, chapter 15, verse. The Bible says that Esther trusted God for favor. 
Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I and my handmaidens also will fast in the same way. Then I will go to see the king without being summoned. Back in the day, the queen couldn't go see the king unless he requested her. And to do so was a violation pretty much of treason against the king. And you could lose your head or be hung or be stoned. But she believed that God's favor was upon her life and she trusted that. And it says, then I will go to see the king without being summoned, which is against the law. And if I perish, let me perish. And Mordecai went away, the king, and did exactly as Esther had commanded him. Now, what king obeyed a queen if it wasn't the favor of God on her life? Number two, confess favor daily. And it was verified by Psalm 68, 19. And it says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Number three, call forth your favor daily. Invoke it daily. Romans 4, 16, 17. Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith that is confident, trust in the unseen God, in order that it may be given as an act of grace, his unmerited favor and mercy, so that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all the descendants of Abraham. Why legally? Not only for those Jewish believers who keep the law, but also for us, the Gentiles. Romans, that was one of the first times I ever saw it spoken plainly like that. The promise of Abraham to us. Who shared the faith of Abraham, who is the spiritual father of all of us. And lastly, expect favor. Ephesians 6 and 1 says, To the praise of his glorious grace and favor, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Give God some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had to skip a little bit and I had to skip over some stuff. Amen. But God has spoken what he wanted to speak. Yeah. And hopefully it'll take you and transition you and elevate you to a further purpose in him because it's all about him it's all about Christ it's all about the father and what he wants to do in your life he's shifting your atmosphere favor and flow amen is there anyone here amen you don't know God for yourself amen and you want to have some of that favor amen you can come now you want that favor to flow in your life. You want God to shift in your atmosphere. You want God to send an earthquake your way to shake some things up on your behalf. You can come. Amen. Know that it's never too late. Abraham was 75 years old before he started doing the ministry that God had purpose for him to do. 
And so regardless of your age and your circumstance, God can change it in the blink of an eye. And if he did it for Abram, who was destitute and poverty-stricken, you can't get any lower, regardless of your status and your classification and how you feel about yourself. Trust God and know that he feels more for you than you'll ever know. Amen. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. If you would like to listen to this message again, amen, absolutely free, just go to brothersoftheword.com, amen, and do sermon search, shifting the atmosphere, favor, and flow. Thank you again for joining us here today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, There's a Shifting in Your Atmosphere, subtitled, Favor and Flow, by Dexter Harden. This message is number 6632, that's 6632, to listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 6632, to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often, because brother you need the word. Brothers of the Word